Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here by Caden, and we are gladly back for the Tampa Bay Rowdies coverage. Uh, obviously, if you followed the podcast through last season, you'll know that this is our Team 1, in a sense. Caden, obviously, is a, a Milan fan, but uh, we, we all are pretty much, it's, we it's live about... It's definitely a close second for me. Oh, for me, it's an undeniable number one yeah. because we're about 25, 30 minutes from Al Lang Stadium. Mm. We've been to the games. We know the atmosphere. We know these players. We know the game. Um, and we really hope that everyone out there, if it's your first time tuning into our Tampa Bay Rowdies coverage, you'll you know hopefully enjoy and learn something from it as well because we're pretty prevalent about the Rowdies on this podcast and overall on this show. Mm. Um, but obviously getting into it, our 2024 preseason schedule looked like uh, we have two games left on the card here, but we have finished five. Uh, Philadelphia Union's second team. I believe we're only four and one as well, or, or maybe like three, three one and one. Maybe. I think we are three one and one. But on February 9th, we did play Philadelphia Union two. We on February 10th, we played Atlanta United and MLS squad. On Saturday, the 17th of February, we played CF Montreal. Well, I want to. I wanna... Pause right here with that one. With those last two, the Atlanta United game, we we started off pretty strong in that first half. I was watching just the first half at work. Wasn't able to finish the rest of the game. But uh, the first half, we were looking pretty good. We had Manu Ortega up front and um, uh, Jordan Farr in, in goal. And I like Jordan Farr. Yeah, it's a good pickup. When I was when I was watching, he's an exceptional goalie. But we'll probably we'll, we'll cover all that later on in the episode. But uh, with Manu Ortega at top, our offense looked amazing. He had a beautiful back heel in that that game. That was it, it was fumbled by the trialist that he gave it to, and I'm, I'm not to uh, be expected. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure what the trialists are. Just yeah, I'm sure I'll figure it out. But well, I know that not all of them are going to be on the final roster. I don't think I don't, I don't think any of them are. Well, I think there's an exception. I think we have a chance to bring up two. Mm. Um, I, I was reading in on the rules on that because I okay. Okay. on USL's page, they didn't actually show any of the names of the trialists. Yeah, it just says trialists. So we are expected to hopefully acquire some of these guys, and they're younger guys yeah, so, as well. So we're playing pretty good, man. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even hating on any They mended well with our team. Yeah. Um, I wonder if those are the guys that... I know there's like open tryouts at the start of the year. No, there is. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if that's th- those are those guys. I was watching. Uh, Some little, of them are. I was watching a little thing, a little clip on a dude who just that's what he like is trying to do, trying to get to the MLS, and he's doing like uh, he, oh. did, he did a, a little open tryout for, I believe the Las Vegas Lights, and he was saying that like maybe like one percent, two percent of the people that try out actually get called up to the team, which makes sense. It's yeah. slim chances, but getting forward, we'll, we're going to recap all the games that we deem noteworthy, but. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, we lost that game 2-0, and then we moved on to the next game, and we were fucking on fire against Montreal, the MLS team, and won 4-1. Which, that alone should tell you something about our team and our coaching. Mm -hmm. The rebound ability after suffering a loss to Atlanta United to come back against another MLS team and win that handedly is something to say. And on the 21st, we played the University of Tampa, and on the 24th, we obliterated uh, USF's team. We didn't even get to play. Uh, we didn't even get to play Tampa. That, oh, really? The, the game got, uh, I believe it was called off due to weather. Oh, that and, was around that time. They just, they just like, it was like, ah, we good. The weather was crazy in February in general. I mean, that, that's something they probably had to work around. But we have two games left in our preseason schedule. And on the 1st of March, we play Huntsville City FC. 
And then on the 8th of March, we play Orlando City's B squad. So I believe their USL Championship League 1 team or their yeah, NA- their SL? M- MLS Next Pro. Next Pro? That's, okay. that's the MLS's version. Uh, that's so that's their farm. League. Their farm league is their Basically, next pro. Yeah. Okay, but they get. I'm pretty sure they get more guys through the USL Championship than they do MLS Next Pro. It's, it's just better. just talking about this. It, it just shows how fucked our system of American yeah. football yeah. is. We have we we have two fucking they two two leagues that call themselves main leagues, and we also have like four leagues that genuinely are pretty equivalent when it comes to overall talent in my personal opinion. What are you talking about? Like USL, NASL, there's there's squads in some of these leagues say, that could say, join one league. The, Just relegation the, the needs to happen. The championship is level levels above any of the other second tier second tier um, leagues. This is MLS Next Pro, uh, USL League One, USL League Two, you see them play each other in the open cup. They just fucking obliterate, you know. They just get obliterated by MLS teams and, and USL teams. There's always that one one-off game, but that's. But still, like, game. it shows in general that relegation. There needs to be some kind of structure going forward. Yeah. And, and talking about structure of at least USL Championship League, they did um, extend a contract and renew a contract with ESPN for a multi-year extension. What did you want to say about that real quick? I mean, I feel like it just speaks to the growing popularity of not only soccer in America or football in America, but the USL championship as a whole. We have, uh, the, the San Diego Loyal going up to the MLS, I think this season, or, or in, the, in one of the following seasons. I think it's next season, but they are getting moved up, like you yeah, said. Yeah, and it's not even promotion relegation. It was just they cease to be a, a, a USL championship team, and they become an MLS team. So they are rebranding in a sense. but In a be, way, but they're not changing anything. Yeah. But I, the money. Yeah, they're it's, getting more money. It's what uh, Orlando City did. It's what, um, fuck, who's another team? St. Louis City didn't. St. Louis City didn't. They just kind of came out of nowhere. Orlando City was a USF championship team. I I will say this about St. Louis City FC is a great placement for a team. That's a city that you know that needs Mm. more professional teams. It needed needed something (laughs) with with the (laughs) with everything that's going on in that entire part of the, the 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 planet. Yeah. Well, in general, like they just. They don't have a pro sports team. Mm-hmm. They have the Battlehawks now, and they have St. Louis FC. And oh, the Blues. Wait. I was about to say the Blues. But, like, Make other than if you're not a hockey person, what do you have there, you know? And yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they were able to bring that in terms of MLS. But Yeah, they were, they were pretty damn good as well. The best debut season from an MLS club of all time. Yeah. And, and all t- like, literally, they put up great numbers. I think they're going to be really good this year. That's something that I do want to also up our coverage on is more MLS teams getting more into MLS in general because it is a popping it's a popping league. It I mean, is. Messi, you know, Inter Miami in itself is its own realm, but it, it's elevating other leagues in this country like USL Championship League, I believe, because it's not only inspiring more kids to be like, "Okay, you know what? It's okay to yeah. get into these leagues. It's I don't have to shoot for the stars. I could grind, you know, mm-hmm. and still live comfortably." Uh, and I think that that's a cool thing about it, or but to, I feel it's also changing into a uh, more desirable goal. Because when you're a kid in America, even if, you know, I'm, I'm not even trying to speak like I'm an old head or anything like that. I'm fucking 16 years old. But even when I was, you know, five, four years old, 
I didn't. I wasn't thinking about being a soccer player. You know what I mean? Now you you ask some some four or five year olds now. I I get. I think the the answer of being an MLS player or a soccer player would be more prevalent now than it was in say 2010, which which was not that long ago. I was 14 years ago. Very fortunate to be able to uh, talk to and get to know some of the youth squads for Louisville City FC. For Philadelphia Union, even mm. um, even for a couple teams out of New Jersey, Capelli. Uh, I don't know if they're uh, under anyone else, but those guys, you know, all over the from all over the world. Yeah, these kids, you know, it's mm. youth 17, 16, 19. There was youth uh, youth 19 team. I was able to kind of talk to, and these guys, I was asking them just out of curiosity, like what their positions were and stuff like that, but mainly what their main goal is. And obviously, some of them were talking about overseas. Some of them were talking about representing their country. Did you meet a number nine? I did not meet a number nine. I met center backs. I met cams. I met a left back. And I met a right winger. But I did not meet a number nine. Mm. But I will say this. A lot of these guys are talking about MLS. A lot of these guys are like, yeah, no, I'm from Philly. I want to go play for Philly. You know, I want to, like, it's now becoming kind of like a thing where you can... And a lot of them are very knowledgeable on USL. I'm like, what do you guys think about USL? They're like, yo, I got a I got a big brother that plays in the league. I got a cousin. Like, oh, mm. my my friend plays for fucking, you know, so-and-so. It was just cool to see, like, yeah. this whole culture of, like, these leagues mm-hmm. kind of grow when, like, like you just said, kids weren't talking about USL or MLS yeah. 10 years ago, five years ago, give that. Yeah. It's grown so rapidly. And you can talk about USL yeah. being... But just, just give it, like, 25 more years. Oh, bro, yeah. No, I mean, we're going to yeah. be... I hope I hope our, our team is like... Our US, U.S. men's team is fucking... No, that, that's where I was 30 years. just about to go. Like, give these leagues another two decades. Bro, we're going to be pumping out some of the best, mm. like, football athletes of all time. Like, we, some we, of the best in the world. Fuck, look at the athletes that America pumps out. No, that's what I'm saying. Look at our basketball, our American football, our, you know, our swimmers. Gee. Like, everyone, you know, from... And that's not just a bragging right, but, like, just that's... facts. Sports is a huge facts. part of American culture. If you're born here, you should love competition. Um, and that's kind of what capitalism is, in a sense. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but in terms of, like, competition in everyone's blood out here... It's mm-hmm. real, bro. Like, definitely. there's definitely that kind of like, okay, we can mm-hmm. do this too. Realization, and I think these leagues are pumping that up a little Those bit are a too. Shit ton of people to look up to in America. Hundred percent, bro. A lot of people to relate to. And a hundred, like a lot of people, obviously, definitely, probably the world loves Messi, and a lot of Americans are, you know, glazing him that he since yeah. he came over to MLS now. But like guys like him and. Um, it's Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez. Guys like Alba. those... Uh, yeah, Alba. Those, those guys are going to inspire a different type of player mm. in America. Like, you just being able to watch and witness that type of greatness that you haven't seen in this sport. Mm. Like, other than Pulisic and, uh, and and Dest and some of those other guys, but... <laughs> this guy just said Dest. Is it is it his last name? No. No, West? No. You're not... People are not looking at Serginho Dest and thinking, oh my God, I love Well, him. I mean, I, we don't I, really I, have like... I, I want to say... I'll say two things about about, about this. Serginho Dest is a, is a... Can be a world-class player, but he's fucking bonehead. He's a bonehead. And then who you really want to look up to in the U.S. men's team squad is guys like Pulisic, Tim Howard, fucking Clint Dempsey, and Landon Donovan. Yeah, I mean, other than, you know... Probably like 10, 15 guys. You can probably go way more in depth. Like, 
you can't go down the list infinitely about players no. from Germany, Belgium, Britain. You can. Like you they probably can, can, but like you can't match them up match to match. I feel like. Are you, well, are you saying that the U.S. men's team has more history than? No, I'm saying that they're the. The world, other like the the United States, has kind of been left out of football history in terms yeah. of like hundreds of years, two hundred years, yeah. and like you see that and you mm-hmm. feel it, especially when like the U.S. men's team is always the underdog in in a sense, yeah. and well, you kind of want down upon, I feel yeah, like. no, you want more out of the United States in terms of football, and these leagues, especially USL and MLS, are doing a great job. Like I feel like now more than ever getting the most out of our youth teams, getting guys developed. And like you said, give it... You were talking about 25 years. Bro, I'm going to say like five years. Like wait for some of these 17-year-olds now to get up in there and and see what they can do in terms of, you know, maybe on, you know, USL pitches or MLS pitches or maybe even across the seas, you know? We need some trench babies on the team, bro. That's what I'm saying. We need more homegrown dogs, bro. Yeah. That's what we're gonna start seeing in the next coming years. Some I feel Florida like. Florida Jets on the team, bro. Florida, dude. If you get some, if you go recruit Florida, you're getting some of the fastest people in the planet, bro. <laughs> like that's just facts, bro. Go to Broward or or fucking Dade, bro, and start yeah. actually pitching soccer I'm to these Tampa, kids. Tampa, bro. Tampa as well, bro. I mean, these kids are fast, bro, and they love football. But if you introduce them to football. Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be a different game. Yeah, but we need to save those players for the rowdies. Oh, we do need to save them for the rowdies, and the rowdies need. Uh, w- let's talk about our new and revamped roster yeah. for a second, and I'll let you so, go some ahead. Some guys and that we've got. Well, one of the first guys that we got was uh, Danny Chrysostomo. I think that's how you say his name. It was just so so such a, a weird name. You know, what I mean, I've never never even heard anything like that before. Danny Chrysostomo. I believe he played for Las Vegas Lights. I'm either thinking about him or I'm thinking about. Fucking uh, Blake Bodley. One of them played for LA in um, LAFC. What about Damian Rivera? He's on loan from to us from uh, New England Revolution. Which I I yeah. like that we're getting guys yeah. like him and, in. And we have you. You see the uh, wait, 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 I'll talk about him later. Uh, Danny Chrysostomo's guy was a like a stud, a a complete stud last. Um, Last year in the USL, he, he did some some good stuff, and then we got Blake Bodley, which uh, uh, he might be the guy I'm most excited about. He might be the guy, either him or Manu Ortega, the two guys that I'm most excited about, just because of, of the flair that Blake Bodley would bring onto the pitch. He, he almost reminds me of a Lewis Hilton and Jan Ekra combined. You know what I mean? With the long ball of of Hilton. And the the defensive responsibility and awareness of Ekra, you you just gotta love it. And um, again, the guy Damian Riviera, I know absolutely nothing about this guy, but I do know that we've built up a good relationship with this New New England Revolution team to the point where we got um, we got Spalding from them last year. Yeah. On that ten game run, which we didn't lose any of them. And he had, I believe, like four goals and six assists, ten games. That is crazy. Come all over myself. <laughs> Yo, oh my God. No, but that is crazy. I'm not even gonna lie. Watching Ryan Spalding, he's the best soccer player I've ever watched with my own two eyeballs in real life. Okay. Right. Yeah, Ryan Spalding. I, I mean, yeah. I don't mean like on the TV when I'm watching. 
Sorry about that brief cut, everybody, but Ryan Spaulding, yeah, yeah. getting so, back to him. He's the best player I've ever watched from my own two eyeballs. I don't mean looking through a screen and, you know, watching Milan play, watching Messi play, watching Ronaldo play. I don't mean that. I mean straight up my own two eyeballs, butt booty naked on a player. You know what I mean? No, I mean, you, I, you said it perfectly, but, you know, besides the homosexual remarks... <laughs> um, I I will say the Ryan Spalding had that shiftiness, the versatility, mm-hmm. the awareness, the touch. He was a complete football player. And, and you're right, the best I, that I've seen with my eyes, and now that Leo Fernandez is going to be 100% healthy, ready to go this season, I can't wait for him to make that my reality now, him being my number one. Mm-hmm. But Cal Jennings is back. Joshua Perez is yeah, back. Cal Jennings at his best is definitely up there. Maybe number two. Manuel Ortega, you talked about him. Forrest Lasso and Aaron Guillen, Freddie Kleeman. Um, we we got a good we got a good team ahead of us. We have Jordan Farr and then Phil Breno to back hopefully, him up. Hopefully we don't play Breno, man. If, if we start off the year like we did last year, starting Breno like we like we did, we started Breno over Connor Sparrow for some weird reason. If we start if we start off the season starting Breno over Farr, we will lose every game that he starts. Well, I mean, I you, promise you you talked about Jordan Farr being an exceptional keeper, yes. and that's a guy we're going to look out for this season. I don't but know if he was a nominee or if he won uh, Goalkeeper of the Year or Golden Glove uh, either last year or 2022 for San Antonio. So this is... This and is San Antonio, a, he's a good team. They're, they're, that's a good he team. He won the championship with them two yeah. years ago. That's a, good, that's a good squad. They beat us, didn't they? Yeah, they whooped us last year. So that's a guy. We tend to go for guys that we play against and they perform well against us. That's just great scouting. It is. It is. Um, but I'm glad that Freddie Kleeman's back. It's a guy with him, him and Forrest Lasso. When they're together... That connection is... It's real. Because you have responsibility and recklessness. You know what I mean? Forrest Lasso. It's like yin and yang, man. But you gotta love it. You also have to, like you said perfectly, Freddie Kleeman is that kind of stereotypical center back. Yeah, he'll make he'll make the tackle you need him to make. Uh, he'll jump when you need him to jump. Good size, too, on yeah, him. Yeah, good, good size Six on him. 6'3". Nice cock on him. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but, no, no, in all seriousness, like, he does have good strength, good awareness. He does make blunders here and there. Does make some defensive, you know, mistakes. Yeah. But Forrest Lasso is the enforcer. He's the guy that's going to go be physical. He's perfect, bro. I'm not going to lie. He's the perfect center back. He's the perfect bro. center back for this league. And honestly, he's he might be the best center back in USL championship history. But we'll have to... He's definitely the best center back I've ever seen play with my own two eyeballs. I've never seen a guy go in for a slide tackle that was blatantly on a shin. And then, like, not... five, five minutes later, he actually scores <laughs> in that game. Yeah, hey, low-key, I've never seen... That's a just player, Forrest Lasso. I've never seen a player, whether it's through a screen, in Europe, or with my own eyeballs, in Tampa, or in, or in St. Pete, for that matter. Um, never seen a player make such a perfect tackle, yet be so aggressive, or make make, make such crazy tackles. Like I remember one time, uh, we were there, and he tackled somebody, and he hit the ball so hard, and the person also went in for that, that kind of power. Uh, and you're not you're not outpowering Forrest Lasso. He's six, six five, six foot five, two hundred. Who knows? But you know what I mean, he, dude, you're not over physical. Like, <laughs> and he fu- he made the dude do a front flip. Dude just did a front flip, and, and was, just slammed on the ground. There is a down. you made a great point though. Like he, he when he makes a clean slide tackle, it's beautiful. It's it is actually a it's a beauty. Yeah. Like it, I actually encourage anyone out there listening, go look up Forrest Lasso highlights. He's a 
he's a focal point of this organization. But but his his best his best uh, attribute is kind of like Van Dijk. He he reminds me a lot of a USL Van Dijk, a Virgil Van Dijk. He he gets the header goals, but his number one attribute for me is that him clearing that the last aerial line. No one can do it like him in the USL. No one's clearing the ball from across with their head like Forrest last year. Oh, I dude. remember last year. Remember that, remember that one where there was a shot on goal and he fucking hit it with his head? It was one on one with 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 a with a shooter. And An that's active shooter. like he literally is so defensively aware and he can use his body in any situation. Yeah. He he takes shots. He gets sent in and orchestrates yeah. it. Like, there's plays designed for him to get in the center on crossers and actually go for a header. It's for the badge. And, and he, dude, he is a rowdy through and through. He's, like, honestly, my favorite football player ever. I, I can't lie. Like, whenever you're talking about football, I, I talk about Forrest Lasso. Mm. You bring up Mbappe, Messi, <laughs> Ronaldo. I bring up Forrest Lasso just because he's the greatest of all time. And I just want to say that like through it. and through. Um, another guy I'm glad we did bring back, though, in all seriousness, was Joshua Perez. I know he got time, he got minutes, got some touches. He didn't do much with it, though, last No, he, year, he like. didn't. But he was, when he was in proper position, he was, he was, he had good handles. He had good touch. He didn't blow plays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he actually is a good, I'm glad he's coming back. He had a good play uh, against Montreal. And he, dude, he, we saw some of those plays last year. Mm. But like you said, he didn't, you know, execute through and through all the time. He wasn't 100%, you know, always in form. Yeah. But I feel like and off the it, off the bench, he's really good. Like, when he was coming off the bench in the yeah. 60th or 70th minute, he would come in with that rejuvenated energy. And, re like, he would kind of he would rush the offense a little bit, mm-hmm. I noticed. And, and I like his number, 98. I like that. So, yeah. I just, he, he stands out to me. I, I, I mean, honestly, the big, one of the big reasons why he didn't get enough minutes last year and we didn't really see him that much, and maybe the reason why he wasn't in the best form, is just because he wasn't better than JJ or Cal, you know what I mean? And he had no time to, or, or or lacked the confidence to even get in. The and he was a late season pickup. They yeah, picked him up in like week twenty five, bro. Like, what do you what yeah. with an off season? It was it was honestly it was only only reason we got him is because you know Cal was still not not Cal. Um, JJ was injured and uh, fucking Leo Leo was still injured. So we had no backup show. We only had Cal Jennings. And Cal with with Ortega and then, you know, Leo, Leo in there. Mm. And then obviously maybe they orchestrate um, Joshua Perez in the midfield or maybe start putting him up in offense a little more like as a striker at, to start games to alleviate, you know. Maybe he gets more starting time. Like maybe he starts coming off just – like, he's just on the starting roster, you know? Because we only saw that maybe three times last year, and that was, like you said, due to injury, due to fatigue, mm. or due to a red card situation where yeah. we had to move guys around. But another guy that, I mean, he reached his 100th match appearance for the club last year. He's over that now, I think, at, like, 120, I believe. Mm. Um, a captain, wears the band. A guy that is a through-and-through true captain on the pitch. He, you hear him. He takes the heat from the coach and communicates with the team at all times. It's Guillen Island, baby. It's Aaron Guillen. And, and Aaron Guillen, excuse me. A guy that is high effort, great passing ability, and genuinely him with Forrest Lasso and Freddie Kleeman as our backfield. I love it. Yeah. Like, I, how can you not? <laughs> like, it's the best backfield in the USL, hands down. Guillen, 
Kleeman, Lasso, and Doherty. And, and we can't we can't forget Doherty, bro. I mean, him he's shifty and he's you know more versatile than people give him credit for. But another smart, he's great, great crossers. He has a beautiful ball. I wanted to talk about Joshua Perez for one more second, though. Like I do believe if we actually give him opportunities, maybe where Dayon Harris was. We're going to see a different type of speed. I think he's yeah. got some speed to him that we just weren't able to see because he was never in space. Yeah. You know, he was kind of jammed up or, you know, kind of being used as like a set piece up by the, you know, by the goaltender in a sense. But I, I want to see more out of our offense this year, especially with our star pieces coming back 100%. And we got a new coach with a training camp, an offseason, a free agency, all that all, under his belt. Let's Let's capitalize and come out. You know, winning games left and right. We need to smack Pittsburgh every time we fucking see him this year. Only thing is, I don't think we're using wingers this year. Just because we have a new coach, and the coach before, he didn't use wingers in Europe. Uh, his whole, co- whole coaching career, it's always been two strikers at the front, and the, the we have wingbacks. And just like, well, I don't even remember. Maybe we start utilizing, like you said, like the wing back position. That's we... some, so that that'll be that'll be heavy. We'll have Guillen and Doherty coming off the the wing back. You know what I mean? Which I, I'm okay that. with. Yeah, I'm okay with that as well. I have no problem with because because Guillen can actually press. Yeah. You know, he can actually press the ball and he can push the ball down the pitch. Yeah, he, and, he moves the ball downfield pretty well. And we've seen Doherty make crazy passes 100%, 100%. and crazy efforts. Reliable. Very reliable. Very reliable. Another guy, but he's completely for the badge. Mm-hmm. You know, both of those guys. And I, I, we lost some guys for the badge, too. You know what I mean? And Charlie Dennis. We haven't talked about him. He's coming back. I mean, he's going to be utilized insanely. I feel like he's in for an MVP-type season. Remember, he was in the conversation he was. up until week 17 last yes, season. kind of just whittled away. When J.J. started in, exploding, yeah. and, and we are going to miss J.J. Williams 100%, but Rhode Island FC will love him there. Um, but we replaced when, him well. Yeah, we did replace him well. But when J.J. Williams started exploding last season, that's when Charlie Dennis and others started kind of regressing because we had to force feed J.J. I mean, yeah. he was going insane. He I mean, he, he, he was. He's, a, he, he's a monster. Yeah. You know, he, He's going to be good for the USL for years to come, maybe the MLS when he refines his craft a little bit. But I just don't see that coming for a couple of years, mainly because we see, we've seen him blow chances. I don't, I don't think ever. Really? I don't think ever. And I think he um, has the, the size and capability to get into the MLS someday. Maybe believe, as a super I, sub. I believe his size may be the only thing that gets him there. But all of his other attributes are going to be the reasons why he's not getting there. He's slow. Boneheaded decisions. Not really uh, any effort. He, he, he fumbles. The, the ball at the feet, he's horrible. Uh, one-on-one situations, he's not good. But he can Take, body guys. Like if he's on a run, yeah. like he's going to body any. Like they're not. They're, but that's no center back. Have a ball, though. The only center back in the USL that's going to be able to body him is Forrest Lasso or maybe Freddie Kleeman. No one else is touching him, bro. They're getting dude. He's they're he's bumping them out of the way. Yeah. He played linebacker trips, in high school. Bro. I only think he's a fucking uncoordinated. But one thing that you did say there, which I agree with, was that you know he doesn't really have that effort. You know, there was plays where I, I mean, saw the the uh, ball get taken from him, and he would just kind of walk. He, he, he's careless. He, he he fuck again. Bonehead. Remember, he, remember, he would just do a back heel. No one. Well, no, like he was making anticipation, and he, That's Brandon. A bonehead decision. No, it's though. a bonehead decision, it, but it's also one of those when things where work the first fifty times, why do it the, the fifty? But you see his thought process, though. You see it, but it's not working. It's no, a bonehead it's not. Decision. But that's when the team needs to come together. And be like, yo, let's set up some of these plays. Let Charlie get there in the center, and you'll that's be not there. What the gaffer wanted. 
No, it's not what the gaffer wanted. I trust what the gaffer wants and, more and, than what the striker wants. And Neil Collins is is someone we sorely miss. Yeah. Um, and, and we would be probably champions if he stayed throughout the entire season. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. We got a we got a good fucking coach, bro. No, I'm, I'm excited. Opinion. And what was his name again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, that's uh, that's Bobby Nielsen. Robbie, Robbie Nielsen. Nielsen, excuse us. We we did talk about him a little bit episodes past. I did not just look that up. I knew that. No, you did. I, I, I can attest to that. But we haven't done a Rowdies episode this season, nor half of season three, and that was 157 episodes in that season. Yeah. So we we've been it waiting was, for this. Yeah, it was with you know with with good reason. You know, there's no no games going on. No games so. going on. But we sh- we probably could have covered some off season acquisitions, but. I think it's better if you just yeah. do it all. And what was that that kid start. Moon's story? I Nicky mean, Moon, man. N- Nicky Moon? I believe he's a right wing back. Um, but We're going to probably put him in... Yeah, I believe we'll, we'll put him in that CDM role with okay. the absence of Jan Ekra. Uh, Which we're gonna miss Jan, and yeah, and I hope he will. gets something on the Outlang Wall of Fame, bro, because he was a guy that he deserves it. So does um, Lucky Mokosana. Lucky Mokosana, bro, because he needs to be there, and also the other guy, big guy. Big guy. Bald. Bald. Oh, Ariel, Ariel, Ariel Martinez. Martinez. He there for one year, bro. Only one year? Yeah. Oh, okay. He came from Rhode Island, correct? I, I forget. But he had, came in for one year, scored one goal, and it was possibly one of the most important goals of the entire season. It was the goal to get us into the playoffs. And it was against his former team. Yeah, it was. Hartford, oh, the Hartford Athletic. Or, yeah, Hartford's sorry ass, bro. Yeah. And, and, and let me say this about Ariel Martinez. He was kind of like that that veteran presence on the pitch and we we're gonna miss that but we did offload a ton of our veterans but we still have plenty i believe i said this on a on a uh, episode last season so that he reminded me of uh, uh old fat r9 when when ronaldo nazario was on on uh, real madrid for those last like year two years of his career and he was like fat he didn't play but it, it was just Stay, if, he, if he was on the pitch, he'd stand there. You know what I mean? He did. And he was talking. You but know, that's, that's, talk, what, up. Yeah, that's what Ariel would do. Big, huge communication piece. I hope we don't fall lackluster to that. But I know Leo uh, Leo Hernandez, Leo Fernandez, excuse me, he's going to be up to MVP form again. Yeah. I, he has to be. Like, there's no other question. I mean, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a year off when you're, I believe you're 30, he's 32 now. 32, 33, and when he was in, uh, in the playoffs, in the playoffs last year, he wasn't. Well, I'm not gonna say he was bad, but when he really had the ball at his feet, it was you know he wasn't explosive. He wasn't really carrying the ball. We we preferred Cal. I preferred Cal, and I, I I believe that's how we'll start the season. I believe we'll start the season preferring Cal and Manu Ortega. Or I, I just a statement. It's a statement, yes, but I just I. I don't think that that's the way we should go. Yeah, I, I do believe this is still Leo's team. He's I mean, shit, an MVP. The first game we ever went to as, as Rowdy's fan, or the first game you ever went to as a Rowdy's fan, Leo scored the game-winning goal. I mean, he's just he has that clutch factor. A guy that, like, one of my favorite players is of all time. A guy that you know, he even let you take a picture with him. Check out yeah. the Instagram Tea Time reports. Mm. Um, but just a guy that is all around, just a great character, a great guy on the pitch as well, a phenomenal player. I just want to see him. We need to give him that chance back. Yeah. There's only one way he's going to get explosive, get back to that form, is if he gets those touches, gets those minutes. We need him to start the. We need him to start the season. 
Like, there's no other... Like, that's a, that in itself is a mm. bigger statement than Cal and Ortega. Yeah. Me, I personally, just, I, I would go Leo and Cal. I'm just thinking... Ortega um, needs to earn that position. If if it was... Or Leo needs to lose it. If it... If it which is what I think is going to happen. If if uh, if we still had Neil Collins as the, as the gaffer, I would say that Leo is going to start. But because it's a new guy... You know, he wasn't there when Leo won MVP. He wasn't there when Leo was recovering from his Achilles. It still means he something. He wasn't there the year before that when when it was Sebastian Guanzotti and, and Leo Fernandez's show. You know, it was only them, bro. It was and Forrest. I don't and, think he was, there. he was. I think he was on loan. Oh yeah, he like I think in twenty twenty he was on loan. He was on but loan. no, but like the MVP means something, bro. And everyone that is a Rowdies fan, the everyone. Bro, everyone that is on the roster that has been there for a few years at least, they have to respect the presence of Leo. Yeah. If he, if Leo is who I think he is, bro, he's going to come back with that explosiveness, that desire to want to be the best on the pitch again. And honestly, like, it's like you said, bro, he might lose it. He might lose the position. He might lose that starting job. But, like, I think it's his until he does. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, just based on legacy yeah. and respect. Because yeah. that's the biggest thing in, in football is, like, you have to at least have that, you know? And one thing about, I mean, you can tie into... I believe he might have a Rowdy's tattoo. I think I might need to get one if you said that, bro. I mean, if Leo has one, I might need one as well because that's legendary as fuck. I see. I get I get a, a AC Milan and then I get a Rowdy's. I mean, yeah, I get, get branded in a and sense. And I get, like, a, a massive, like... Uh, you're gonna fucking, say something fucked up, bro. Yeah, well, I was gonna say like a like a pee pee. <laughs> but um, everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning into our Tampa Bay Rowdies coverage. We appreciate it, Caden. Anything you wanted to say finally before before we wrap it up? Forza Rowdies. Forza Rowdies, Forza, indeed. Forza Lasso. Yes. Sempre Milan. Okay. Well, I'm more on the Forza Rowdies train there, but. Uh, if you are a St. Pete or Tampa native, go to the Rowdies games, go to Al Lang, experience the vibe, watch the games, show your love and support for the club. Hit us up with some pictures and yeah. videos from the game if you take them. Yeah, if you have any cool videos or cool pictures or anything like that, we'll tag you, post it on our Instagram or something like that, make a little TikTok or something about it, whatever you guys want to do, just trying to be more involved with the community. Well, if you want to bet like $2 million that there's a streaker at the game, and then we'll, we'll go streak. Yeah, facts, bro. But <laughs> if you ever want to link up at the game or if you ever, you know, are looking out for us at the game, just keep an eye out. We'll definitely be at most home games this season. Um, but again, make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts at Tea Time Reports for more rowdies, content, and coverage. Uh, we're on everything from Instagram, TikTok, X slash Twitter, Threads, YouTube, and check out our website, www.teatimereports.com to learn a little bit more about the show and all of us. Thank you everyone out there. Thank you, Caden, for hopping on. Hell yeah. Peace.